They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to The Powercast. And we will be recapping Power Season 6, Episode 8. And the episode is called Deal With The Devil. Um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? <laughs> What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with a returning Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I'm excited. I'm throwing a celebration. We're partying. Woo! <laughs> Woo, indeed. This is it's a special occasion. I asked Dana to bring me some Hawaiian punch because that's my my favorite American drink. But you know, she, she told me it's, it's not good for you, so I I don't know. I don't think I'm going to drink it anymore. But it's it's gingerfied. We we got coconut water. Woo! Oh, that's that's good for you. That's good for you. It, de- it hydrates you more, so that's good. Hydrate. Yes. Quinoa salad and coconut water. Exactly. All right. So yeah, um, this was a very very very. Uh, you know, intense episode, I'll say that. Um, and, you know, everyone knows why, but we'll, we'll get to it slowly. You know, uh, we're going to get to it. But I just want to focus on some of the, uh, you know, the other characters who had more minimal roles in this episode. And then we'll get to, you know, all the, the major stuff that went down. So uh, let's start with Dre. So, um, so, you know, at the start of the show, Dre runs up on Sax. Because uh, all of a sudden, everyone knows where Sax lives. So, you know, he uh, he turns up outside Sax's apartment. And then, you know, he pressures him and tells him he wants him to take the bracelet off. But Sax refuses until, you know, Dre gets him some hard evidence against Ghost or Tommy. You know, so, um, so then, you know, Dre calls Ghost to let him know what's going on and that he has a tracker. Uh, Ghost turns hostile and basically tells Dre, you know, stay away from him while he has that tracker on him. Um, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Um, so then, um, Blanca later on, she meets with Dre after speaking with Sax, which, you know, we'll get to that later. Um, and, you know, she finds out, um, you know, that he has the tracker on him and everything and that he might have some information, you know, that can help, um, you know, bring these, tie these cases together, I guess. So, uh, Dre actually makes a deal with, with Blanco that, um, he wants Sax to be kind of taken, taken out because, you know, he, he has been illegally, um, you know, forcing him to, you know, be a CI and everything. Um, so, you know, he wants to file an, an official complaint and have Sax dealt with officially in exchange for some information and of course dre tells her that it was Tariq who you know um who actually killed raymond jones so i wanted to ask you guys here um so will will 
Dre snitching on Tariq be his downfall in the end, do you think? Because, you know, up to this point, him and Tariq kind of had like a, a close bond or some sort of, you know, friendship, you know, among them. Um, but now he just freely gives up Tariq's name, you know, tells Blanca that, you know, it was Tariq who killed Raymond Jones in exchange for, you know, getting sacks fired or whatever. So do you, do you think that that might come back to haunt him? So I'm going to go to you first, Rich. What do you think about that? Well, well, first, uh, I would like to make a correction. Uh, he told her that Tariq is the one he gave the address to. He didn't say that Tariq uh, actually killed Raymond Jones. But obviously, you know, the, the cops can put two and two together. And, of course, uh, Blanco did her further investigation and, of course, finding that the blood match is a 50-50% uh, type of situation, you know, whether it's going to be Tariq or or, or his dad, Ghost. So, um, obviously, you know, they'll go into more detail with that. But to answer the, the immediate question, um, I have been trying to figure out, ever since they decided to take Dre off the show and put him in witness protection, why is this character still alive? Because we had this discussion on the show before, and I figured, well, obviously, if they're going to bring him back, maybe they have a bigger role for him. I still don't really see what that bigger role is, unless, of course, eventually he does align himself with Jason, as we also spoke about before on, on this particular show. But I'm not really satisfied with how they have utilized the character since he has returned. Now, I, I mean, obviously... Um, Tommy had an opportunity to take this character out last week and did not take him out. Obviously, I know he had the ankle bracelet on, so you didn't want to draw attention to the dead body if you were to take him out. I understand that, but I mean, I think it was definitely still a mistake to leave this character alive for so long because it, it just goes to the point where eventually they're going to have a showdown. And, and now, because of that conversation that Dre has had with Ghosts, I don't expect him to really align himself with anybody. I mean, before we already knew that this is a character that is out for himself and taking care of his daughter. Now, the next time he sees Ghost and Tommy, nothing will stop him from going after these guys. Uh, so that is definitely going to be some loose end that wasn't tied up. That is going to be a problem for them moving forward. But uh, in regards to him and Tariq, um, I will be interested to see how this relationship uh, expands once Tariq finds out that maybe he that that he is involved in all of this, because, again, he also gave Tariq drugs, which Tariq is now using to sell to make money. So uh, it's a really tangled web as far as what's going on with those characters. But I do eventually believe, yeah, Dre is going to get what's coming to him. But, uh, of course, we have to see him get some re revenge on Saks. And I think that's going to happen before it gets to the point of, well, what comes for Dre next? So we'll see what happens. Right. And what do you think about it, Dana? Sorry, I was muted. Um, first, I just want to backtrack for one second to just say that I am deeply disappointed in the trajectory of this character, the character arc, how, remember how when you start off in the beginning and I had my theory about him basically being the number one guy by the end of the finale, and now he's like running around like some little punk. 
I, I'm, I'm deeply upset about that. And this is not the Dre that I once knew. This is this is a shell of a man. And, and I don't like how his character is going. But I do feel that at this point, with the arc that they're going to continue with, that I can see Dre finally getting his demise, but I can see more Dre now with the ankle bracelet off and the police not tracking every second and showing up every five minutes now, that he may actually just take his daughter and just bounce and go somewhere and it'll just be written off the show like it was nothing and we'll never see him again. And him revealing the whole situation would just be the essence of, of what Dre left behind and the downfall of maybe Tariq. But I don't really feel that the way how they're writing this character, that to that Dre is going to get that ending that we all wanted, the ending that we desired. Remember after the whole Reyna thing and the graveyard scene and he just kind of walked away casually and we had to watch Dre work with Ghost and all this weirdness. I, I just don't really see that happening. I see him walking off in the sunset with his daughter and Tariq probably finding his stash and, and being the drug dealer he so desperately wants to be. And we have to talk about that other scene later because it's hilarious. But yeah, that for, for Dre, that's what I see. Okay. So like um, another thing, like do you think Dre might take what Ghost said on the phone personal? I mean, I guess, you know, he, he does know the rules of the streets and everything, but did he really think that, you know, Ghost was going to help him when he told him he's got a tracker on him? Um, so you know, um, do you think he, do you think he took that personal? Basically, that ghost kind of just you know shoved him off, told him not to come. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And then you also you have to kind of remember in the back of the in his mind, and it should should be everyone else's, including the writers, is that at the end of the day, you know, ghost was trying to kill him. So I feel that he may still may not fully believe ghost and what he has to say. Right. So, Rich, I want to ask you, like, what's next for Dre? Like, do you think he might actually go behind Ghost back and try and make the deal with uh, Jason himself? Like, and maybe even offer to kill, you know, both Ghost and Tommy or something like that? Yes, I 100% believe that that's going to happen. Because just to, to answer what you what you had asked previously, is he going to take it personal? What happened with uh, the conversation he had with Ghost? Absolutely. Because Ghost also told him that he had the deal to bring Dre in and introduce him as the person to replace Tommy. And then Ghost also said that that deal is off, you know, as far as as far as as far as everything is concerned right now. So 100 percent, he 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 doesn't trust Ghost. And as I have mentioned before, and we spoke about on the show previously, now I expect him to definitely align with Jason. Because, I mean, we already know that, 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 that Dre and Jason already know each other because they did work together previously in the past. So um, for him to go and make that counter offer now, I definitely expect that to happen because Jason, from what we know in the last episode, Tommy and Ghost are, are planning to set up and take out Jason. But the thing is, as we'll talk a little bit later, because of what happened in this episode, I 100% do not expect Tommy to comply with that now because of what he suffered in this episode. So 
we'll, we'll discuss that later. But uh, yeah, Dre is definitely going to turn on Ghost the first chance he gets. So nobody can be trusted right now, and I and 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 that's just how it is, in, in my opinion. <laughs> Indeed, you can't trust anyone in this show right now. So that's just the way it is. And uh, one person you definitely can't trust is Sax. So I, I want to uh, touch on him just real quick. You know, just one thing, because um, you know he's tied into a lot of other stuff that happens. But um, but yeah, like just real quick. So you know, the scene where Sax shows up at Blanca's house, and um, you know, um, he he basically you know begs for for her to help him and everything. Like, do you think this was actually a good idea? Because obviously, you know, Blanca was the one that kind of gave him up last week and had him suspended. Um, and I know that Sax is desperate at the moment and he needs something to, to you know, kind of bring back to the chief so that he can get back on the team or whatever. But, you know, um, was that the best decision for him to make, do you think? Or should he have just tried to make something work on his own? Um, so, like, what do you think? Go ahead, Rich. First and foremost, let me just say this. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen New Jack City. To me, the Sax character is Chris Rock. And, and, you know, that he is just has this crack addiction, except for he is addicted to, to taking out Ghost. You know, and of course, we did see that change in this episode where now he says, I need you to help me prove that Tommy Egan killed Angela. So. I mean, obviously, he still wants to take out Ghost. I believe he wants to take out Tommy also. But um, the character is at his wit's end as far as trying to get to the bottom of this. And even even so, you know, going once again, going over the line, even making the decision to talk to Tariq and try to get information out of him. And, of course, you know, we saw what happened with Sax at the end of this episode. But uh, yeah, the character is desperate now. That wasn't a wise decision to talk to talk to Blanco. And as you mentioned earlier, Blanco you, it now has a deal with Dre. You know, I'm very curious to see what happens moving forward, though, because it, it, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of people are crossing the line. They're going out of their way to take out the criminals. So um, this is definitely not going to end well for all parties involved. But the Sax character is a very desperate character. Um, and I wanted the character to be taken out of his misery, but for, for, but for whatever reason that still hasn't happened that I expect that to happen within the next two episodes because, you know, mid season finale is, is coming up. So we'll see how they address that. But, uh, we definitely saw this character at his lowest points this episode. And I'm a lot of fans are pretty sure they were looking forward to this because they, the character is very annoying they wanted to see him get his comeuppance, and so I applaud the writers for showing us show a little bit of his downfall. But it's still not complete until he is taken out of the picture completely. So we'll see which path they go from here. Ooh, ouch! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I, so I see him. I see him creating his own demise because he's at the state where they've taken him off of the case. Mm-hmm. And so he does not have access to the information like he had before. So I see him taking things into his own hands. But the problem with that is that he's very desperate. And when you're that desperate, you're bound to end up making mistakes and you're bound to cross some people. And I do see him. 
either being killed or who knows, probably ended up going into jail for tampering. So either way, I don't think that he will have a positive outcome at the end of this. So Dana, I want to ask you, like, do you think that he might go back to the former chief, like the, the black lady uh, for, yeah. more, for more help and support? Oh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, because he's he's desperate. He he, I see him reaching out to anyone that he can. So making those old connections to whomever it is, it may be at the point where he starts begging Tariq, not yeah, not Tariq, sorry, Dre for some type of something. And of course that'll be laughable, but he is at that point where he could be just that desperate. I see him going very rogue. Yeah, he uh, he reminded me a lot of Greg Knox uh, in this episode, and we all know what happened with him. So, uh, yeah, uh, maybe. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I, agree, I agree. I agree with what you just said. Uh, except if he does approach Dre, Dre is going to take this sucker out. Like as soon as he see him, gunshot, bam, that's it. He's done. <laughs> so, so I ho- hopefully he is smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that will be uh that will definitely be exciting to see, and that would make another kind of uh well actually I'll I'll get to that later, but um, but yeah, so moving on, Sax actually goes to question um Tariq at his school, um and you know Tariq doesn't really cooperate, you know he he uses the whole um you know uh, I guess vulnerable child act, and he says oh I I can't answer any questions unless my parents are there and and you know all that kind of stuff. And um, Sax eventually backs off. And then, you know, um, throughout the episode uh, with Tariq, we have this kind of side uh, story where, you know, um, he makes a connection with his teacher. um, And, (laughs) you know, um, the teacher kind of asks him, I guess he's done some research. He knows about Tariq's background and everything. He asks him if he, you know, if he has any drugs and, you know, if he can... uh, because he could make a lot of money in the school and everything. He even goes to check his bag. Um, so then Tariq actually, you know, goes to ask his mom for some advice on this and what to do with it. And, you know, she says to try and, you know, find out something about him. This leads to Tariq, you know, breaking into the classroom after class hours. And, um, you know, he finds some information on the teacher and finds out he's struggling with bills and everything. Um and then, you know, Tariq then talks to his mom again about it. And they eventually set up an anonymous arrangement with this this teacher. So, you know, where they'll supply him his drugs, put it in his car and everything. Um, I'm surprised that, you know, that they're able to, to do that so easily. But, yeah, um, they put they put the drugs in his car. And I guess, you know, he's going to uh, return the money to them somehow and. They're going to try and do this without, you know, Tariq and the teacher ever actually communicating about it. But, of course, the teacher kind of knows that it's Tariq. So I want to ask you guys, um, do you think this could potentially be a setup somehow? Um, So go ahead, Dana. No, Dana, you're muted. Sorry, I'm muted. (laughs) Okay, so in regards to it being a setup, I never thought of that, honestly. I I honestly just thought that this was a very convenient storyline and and very Breaking Bad-ish. 
with a lot of things that aren't really realistic. Going back to the fact that just, and this is a good school. This is not like your average public school with, you know, securities and and um, metal detectors. How this guy can just randomly walk into the school and just randomly start talking to the students. That's kind of funny to me. Um, but uh, I never thought of it as being a setup. Although, in regards to the teacher, it's just interesting how he so conveniently knows everything and how convenient he's been like, oh, I've just been investigating you, random black child who has entered my classroom. Um, so I do, I do find that, you know, if that is the case, that's a good tactic, even though, again, it's kind of, you know, lazy. Um, and everything kind of came together rather conveniently for the fact that they need this new connect. And now all of a sudden, here is this random teacher who's interested in drugs and doesn't have any money. Um, but I, I can't stand the storyline setup, though. I just really don't like it. Um, it's, it's just so... It, we, it, it, we've seen this already. Breaking Bad did this excellently. But this just seems like it's just random and forced all of a sudden. Um, but in regards to your question, it would... I didn't see that to begin with, and it would be a fun take if he is an undercover, if they do a whole 21 Jump Street thing, and he's undercover the whole time, and he's working with the narcotics agency. So I would like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did kind of give him a background, you know, uh, Tariq found out, you know, that his parents were criminals and stuff, which would make him more likely to be a criminal, I guess. But, um, um, you know, as we see from the Takashi 6ix9ine case, the feds can be very, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> they can be uh, very smart with these things, like, you know, um, if they want to get someone. So, Rich, with that being said, do you think that this is a setup potentially? Uh, I would say that, that that's a good theory. Uh, I I have no idea where they're taking this story. W one quick point I want to make is to go to what Dana said about convenience. I also think it is very convenient that Tariq knows how to break into a trunk. And, of course... <laughs> Kanan taught him how to break into a place, but I guess Kanan taught him that trunk stuff off camera, and that and that's just what we, we just said. Well, we, we are led to believe well he knows how to break into uh, actual classroom. So yeah, he with a flimsy, flimsy card. Yeah, yeah. So so because of that, I guess now he also knows how to do the trunk. So I just wanted to make that quick comment. But uh, to go to what you said, um, I mean, to me, it's very obvious that. The spinoff show is about Tariq. This is why we're getting these stories building up, showing his, I guess, his rise to power, if you will, pun intended, uh, because, you know, he had his little, he, he tried it on his own before and he, and he messed up. So now he's getting his mom's help. And I still do believe, as I said last week, that eventually when he gets to in a position of power, he absolutely he has he will turn against everybody. He has no allegiance to any of these people in the family because he doesn't trust them, especially he doesn't trust his, his father. So um, I'm looking forward to that coming, you know, over the next couple of episodes. But uh, for right now, um, we have to learn more about this other character. 
I mean, it, it, it's going to look suspicious. And, and the teacher has to know Tariq is involved because he wasn't, uh, I'm pretty sure he wasn't getting drugs and stuff like this prior to him dealing with Tariq. So you see a new kid comes to the school all of a sudden, oh, now I got product in, in, in my car that I could sell. Come on now. That's pretty obvious to, to, to suspect and know, okay, yeah, Tariq is involved in this. He, he is working with me. So uh, we'll see where they take this storyline. But um, is it a setup? I have no idea. You know, Tasha is telling him to be very careful with this guy. But um, we'll see what happens. But the guy definitely does have a lot to lose. If he already has, if he already is a criminal and his whole family has a criminal history, Ponzi schemes, etc. So definitely he, he will go down. But if he does go down, he definitely can also say, hey, Tariq St. Patrick. This, this kid also, it, it, I'm working with him as well. So it's not good either way. So I'm curious how they're going to, to tell this story from here on out. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that could be a whole nother witness situation right there. Um, See, the more you talk about it, the more I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that's the case. Yeah, I mean, this definitely has to have some kind of significance. So, you know, something is, is going to happen with the situation, I think. so. But what makes me so angry about it is just how... Freaking Tasha sucks as a parent, man. And just basic common sense. Let's start talking to your new random teacher that you just met at school and make him the connect. Really? Like, overall, I'm not in the drug business and I don't ever want to be in it, but that just seems to be like a really bad thing. Just overall. Well, Tasha it's made just, a lot of too bad random. Well, yeah, yeah, Tasha, yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she did. That, that's uh, Wait, America's what? favorite mother, right there. You know. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and 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 uh, well, we'll get into that later. But yeah, America's favorite favorite mother. I, I love that tagline. Let's let, let's use that from now on for Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, you know uh, that that was some of the more minimalistic things that happened. So let's get to you know some of the juicier things. So let's go to Ghost actually next and uh, talk about some of the things he was doing in this episode. Um, so, you know, of course, Ghost is, you know, showing Tariq the, the Queen's uh, project and everything, the QCP. And, um, you know, this is this is in uh, Ghost's apartment where he's staying at while, I guess, um, you know, his his penthouse is, you know, um, fixed up and everything after the shooting. Um, so, you know, he, he's showing Tariq the QCP project, what it's going to look like, and, you know, telling him that there's going to be a basketball court with his name and all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, Tariq actually mentions that Sax came to question him at school and everything. So this is like the first kind of warning uh, ghosts gets about, you know, the feds being on them and stuff. And then Re Ramona shows up and, you know, she starts talking about the possibility of... Um, ghost possibly having a run on the local council um so before we get any further with this i wanted to ask you guys like do you actually think that this is a, a plot thread that might come up like with ghosts actually getting into politics uh go we'll, ahead, we'll, 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 no we'll, we'll, we'll let dana go first on this one here's the thing you're, you're dropping so many bombs that i'm um, I'm actually befuddled. This could, <clears throat> it could be a thing. And, and, and it kind of, well, if you, yeah, okay. 
I think that you're right. I think that we've been so distracted with, you know, the tagline of being the final betrayal mm -hmm. and that we're expecting this whole thing between Tommy and Ghost. And we'll get into later about my theory about the tagline. But I do, the way how it's being brought up, I can easily see Ghost going into politics. Right now he's a little hesitant and that does not seem to be his focus. But we've been following this Reina project for what, the past season and a half now? Maybe two seasons? And it feels like and as we it feels like it. And as we know, that project is dead. But let's face it, remember how Tate was saying that she wasn't here, you could have helped us, you could have saved the whole thing, but she wasn't here. I feel that with him saying that Ghost has a lot of power with the people and that people are willing to listen to him. And that may end up being, if he lives, may actually being his storyline. Him going into office and he has the campaign girl that is, you know, we're waiting <clears throat> for that scene to finally happen, which <clears throat> I commend them for, for not doing that right now. It, it, it just seems that it could go that way. There's a lot of foreshadowing. And I, I, I won't say no if that's the case. I honestly wasn't thinking about it. But I would be for that. Yeah. Of course, there would be a lot of skeletons that would come out. <clears throat> I don't know how extensive they're willing to go with the whole background situation, which we'll get into later on, because remember, background checks. Um, but that could happen. Okay, yeah, so let's catch up with some of the other events so that we can have a better conversation about this. So, you know, obviously throughout the episode, um, we see Tate is is scheduled to have a debate. And, um, you know, Ghost shows up with Derek and they kind of set up Tate. You know, they, they turn on his microphone when he, while he's talking <laughs> to Ghost. Uh, Derek actually does that, you know, while Tate is talking to Ghost and, you know, he's running his mouth and, you know, talking smack about, you know, um, the community and everything. And um, obviously that makes Tate look very bad. And then Ramona has to come in and kind of defuse the situation. Um, and she kind of manages to set up, you know, um, a, a discussion between Ghost and Tate. You know, to where, you know, they'll start talking about positive things that they want to do for the community and the QCP and all that stuff to, to build Tate's reputation back up and everything. Um, and then, of course, due to events that we're going to discuss later, Ghost misses that. And then we get that scene between um, Tate and Ghost where Tate is like, you know, the QCP is completely over. It's finished. I'm not doing it no more. And I'm not working with you no more. So, you know, all this happens and, you know, um, it kind of makes me think, uh, like, is Ramona going to try and make Ghost, like, campaign or something? Like, like, because that could be a thing in the next episode, like, where, you know, they try and put make Ghost the number one guy or something like that. Um, uh, I mean, it would come out of nowhere and it would happen very quickly, but, I mean, you know, is this where they're going? Um, that, that's why I was asking myself. So, Rich, what do you think about that? Like, is Ghost going to try and get into politics now? Well, if Ghost survives, then yeah, he will. He may absolutely. He may definitely try that. Um, they've certainly set it up that way because I know Ramona made that comment about 
yeah, Ghost is, is is showing a lot of popularity within within the party, so they can still use that threat, even though Tate um, won't have him on his ticket. It would be very interesting to have Tate go against Ghost uh, for the simple fact that Tate already has dirt on Ghost and vice versa because Ghost has dirt on Tate. So they certainly can set that up as a situation should they decide to, you know, if, if this uh, this 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 uh, spinoff show is, is still planned to happen for Tate, then yeah, you can definitely do that. If but but again, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with Ghost. I feel like uh, there's a lot of issues to deal with because of stuff that we'll talk about in a little while relating to what else happens in this episode. But uh, could he make a run at politics? Sure. He could do that. I don't know that. But I will say this. I am 120% sure whatever happens, he's definitely going to have his scene with, with Ramona. I mean, that's I – don't, I know they want to redirect people to think that that won't happen because of what happened at the end of this episode. But I, I'm pretty sure that's still going to happen because the tension is there. So uh, we'll see whether or not it happens. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Mean, they they teased us like the whole season. I think they're saving it for episode nine. I mean, or no, episode ten. Sorry, like uh, I think it's gonna happen yeah. in episode ten. Yeah, the the mid the mid season finale. You know, so people will have a couple of weeks to ponder over what's gonna happen, and then they watch the final five episodes when the new year starts. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'll oh, go ahead. Just one other quick comment I did want to say, though. Uh, with, when Dana mentioned uh, the background checks, I laughed at the scene where Tariq mentioned that in front of Ghost and Ramona, <laughs> and then Ghost's angry reaction, like, hey, 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 you better, you better relax, just re- relax, son, relax, son. You, you, you got somewhere you need to be. Here's your check. Get out of here. I laughed at that scene because, <laughs> yeah, this, he, he don't want her to know all about that, but I'm pretty sure she knows a lot of stuff about Ghost, and, of course, there's a lot more about her we don't know so we'll get some answers for that eventually. I'm 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 guessing. Yeah. Indeed. But can I can I just say one thing? Because you touch on what you said about Tate and the spinoff, if that's still happening. Yeah. Um, I would find it very interesting if Tate decides to instead of running for where where what is, what is I forgot what it is congressman. A governor. Governor. Instead yeah. of governor, so governor of New York, I'm going to assume, that instead he takes his whole situation and goes to Washington. Mm. So we see, yeah, like, because from what it seems like in New York right now, we know scandals happen all the time. For example, let's bring up Anthony Weiner, and he had it repeatedly. He ran for governor? Gosh, I don't remember. But we all know Anthony's a Weiner. And he was able to run... Mayor, sorry, he ran for mayor, and we multiple times, and we know the situations that we he was under, and at the first time when we didn't know how much of a pervert he was, um, New York really forgave him and allowed him to run again for a second time. So unless he had this situation in New York, and it like some time has passed, which again we don't know which spinoff show they're going with, the one that stars Mary J. Blige, but. Depending on how much time has passed, he could either run again in New York, but I personally would be more interested in seeing him going to Washington and 
taking on more of that kind of corrupt attitude and dealing with the big corruptors and seeing how he's able to to swim in that big pond over there. Um, so that would be much fun. But if they do base it in New York, I would be very interested in seeing if Ghost Lives how Ghost's storyline is kind of whether or not he feels slighted by what Ghost did and Ghost ends up going into politics and he makes it his mission to kind of bring him down again. Mm -hmm. So I feel, yeah. Wait, so the wiener was a pervert? Wow. Okay, no, Anthony Wiener was... (laughs) The first time on his wife with, uh, I believe it was a prostitute, a legal age prostitute, and by the time it was repeated over and over again with the cheating, he w- was in provocative situations and talking to underage kids. So around anything that's under 18. Wow. And they had a picture. Oh, and also he was, he, was ex- he was exposing himself. Took pictures of the junks and everything else. And he sent it to, to kids who was under 18. Well, all of this so, gets yeah. me more excited for the Tate show because I can't imagine all the corrupt stuff he's going to get up to. So um, whether it's in Washington well, or New York, like I, I'll, I'll be there to watch it. Go ahead, Rich. What was you going to say? Oh no, I, I just was going to add a very quick point. This that that's a very good theory by Dana, and and I would say if if Tate decides to do something different and go in a different direction. Let's also remember the fact that they made a big deal about him always about him about him being a cop before. So I'm pretty sure he can also go after ghosts from within with the connections he has at the police department. Uh, so or he could run for the whole the, the the head of police chief. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely all, all, all possibilities. So I'm curious to see how they handle that moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know, getting back to stuff related to Ghost. Um, so we have the scene where, you know, um Ghost is actually about to go to, you know, this Tate meeting and everything, but then, you know, um uh he gets a call, um, you know, from Tasha telling him about, you know, um the the cops snooping around and everything like that. I mean sorry, it was from Tommy, right? I think. Uh, yeah, he gets a call from Tommy, and, you know, he's talking about um, sax and everything, snooping around. Um, and then uh, Blanco shows up right after that, and, you know, she she, she kind of, um, she tells him that she has a lead about the penthouse and everything, but then she brings up Tariq's name, and, you know, she, she mentions about sax being suspended and everything, because, you know, um, Ghost obviously brings up Sax's name, because he literally just had a conversation about him. Um, so then, you know, at that point, I guess, you know, once he learns that Sax is kind of suspended and that, you know, that he's not active, I guess, um, I guess his mind kind of changes about, you know, what Tommy, Tommy proposed on the phone. Um, so, you know, he actually leaves and then while he leaves, Blanca actually, you know, takes the glass that he was drinking from and she uses that to match the DNA from the Raymond Jones you know, incident that happened in an earlier season. Um, so I, w- I want to ask you guys real quick before we uh, move on. Do you think that the glass will have even greater significance? Like, you know, just the fact that 
um, that she got his DNA and matched it and stuff. Do you think that will have any more significance in the future? Or is it just, was it just literally to match, you know, the uh, Raymond Jones scene to make it clear that it might have been Tariq or something? So um, go ahead, Rich. Uh, I think at the immediate moment, it was to try and, you know, match the fact that Tariq or Ghost could have been at the murder scene of Raymond Jones. But, you know, I'll be curious to see if they revisit that again later and try to pull more evidence from that because they did show, like, as soon as she got that glass and she went right back to Warner, who was the guy that's in charge, and told him all this other stuff. So, yeah, they definitely are trying to go after Tariq Hard. Um and, 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 you know, if, if whether it's Tariq or Ghost, they, they definitely want to try to catch the bad guys. So, but we'll see if it's used for anything else beyond that um, in the next couple of episodes. Right. So, yeah, um, in the next scene, it happens like, you know, very quickly. Um, Ghost and Tommy are actually together on screen. So Ghost actually agreed, you know, that it's time to get rid of sex and everything. Um, they show up outside of his apartment because suddenly everyone knows where he lives. Um, and then, you know, um, they they burst into his apartment while he's watching um, some explicit material. And then, you know, uh, they, they rough him up and everything. And Sax tries to, you know, kind of bring up Angela to turn Ghost against Tommy. But um, Ghost kind of ignores it and sticks to the plan and everything. Um, I guess he's over Angela now. Um and yeah, like, so, um, Tommy pr- proceeds to put a bag over, you know, he, they strap him up to a chair and everything. They put a bag over his head and, you know, um, Sax is kind of still talking and he starts mentioning Tariq and everything. Um, and then he eventually mentions, um, that Tariq was pretending to be Kanan's son. Um, and then Ghost decides to actually let Sax live in that moment. Um, and, you know, he, he makes him promise that he's going to keep his mouth shut about you know uh, the, the the events that are currently happening and he wants him to you know feed him more information about what the feds know about Tariq and everything um and yeah so they actually let Sax live um so I want to ask you guys about that scene so like what was your initial reaction when you saw this like did you think it was going to be over for Sax in that moment go ahead uh Dana Okay, so for me, my immediate guttural reaction was disgust because if you remember just the last, what, two episodes or the episode before that was um, Ghost and Tommy kind of coming to the real as well, Ghost coming to the realization that it was Tommy who killed Proctor and they had this whole, oh, now what's going down? We got to kill him. That kind of situation thing. So to see them tag team again and just randomly work together after they had that whole death stare of I'm going to kill you was just hilarious to me. Um, but in regards to the scene with Saxon, I did think that he was going to die, not because of ghosts, but because Tommy has been kind of that trigger happy, not really fully thinking out and being rational, which we will see later on in the episode. Um, so I was kind of surprised that he didn't just kill him there. And I was surprised that they, they was going to go with the whole suffocation route instead, which I guess that gave them chance to monologue. So convenience. But um, no, I 
was very surprised by that scene and I kind of appreciated how that ended up playing out because now we have Saxon because we, we really thought we we're going to have an inside man now who's going to be able to help out everybody until we found out that later on he ends up losing that position and he can't give them that information anymore. And so we're going to have like this more desperate Saxon than we had previously who was just kind of really arrogant and keeps showing up. Um, so I'm looking forward to that that kind of change in character, hopefully, if we get it. But I did feel that he was going to die at that moment. By him not dying, and him always, I feel that he will always be looking over his shoulder because of a ghost. And remember the whole thing with Tommy, you owe me this, you owe me this whole thing. Also, that means that now they're even. So the playing field of them, I guess, being able to retaliate against each other is now open because they they all squared up on their owings and their debts. And, and Saxon, I feel, is now more um, expendable because of his whole situation. So I look forward to how this storyline with him plays out. But I really don't see him um, living this or this season or next year. So will Ghost saving Sacks come back to hurt him in the long run, even though the feds, you know, um, are kind of done with Sacks and, you know, they fired him. They no longer trust him um, and they don't believe a word he says because he's still alive. So they don't believe that, you know, Ghost and Tommy showing up, um, you know, they don't they don't believe the whole story, basically. So, um, you know, but will this come back to hurt both Tommy and Ghost? Like, can Sacks actually leverage this in any way? If he explains to them, this is what happens if I'm dead, they're going to come after you. But until then, I don't think so. And I don't know whether or not they can trust Sax, Saxon. So that's why I feel like everything is actually up in the air. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Rich? Okay, here we go. Oh. This is This is the point of criticism. Ladies and gentlemen, so I'm, I'm prepared for the comments. Uh, <clears throat> in in real life, in this particular situation, this guy would have gotten killed from Tommy and Ghost. Now, obviously, um, what I didn't understand about this episode, and while I know that Ghost and Tommy, they have had back and forth, um, I thought they were just a little too buddy-buddy in this episode. Like, yes, we're going to work together. Now, obviously, they had already established they were going to take out Jason. And, and that was that, that, that is something we still have yet to see because they're holding that for the next two episodes. But, I, I, I mean, I, I just think already they're on rocky terms. Um, so that did not what, – what, 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 happen, what, what happens in this episode later – I'm pretty sure that that will all bets are off now, and Tommy will not trust anybody, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But in terms of taking out Sacks, I just think that that was as as dumb as it was for them to leave Dre alive the, with the last episode. And I understand, as I as I mentioned to you before, before we started recording, I understand that they couldn't kill Dre because he had the echo monitor on. You know, if they was to dispose of the body, you know, they would still find it. But the situation with Sacks. They very easily could have killed him, and then they could have taken two approaches. They could have, by the way they killed him, they could have made it look like it was a suicide. 
you know, based on the fact that he was home alone by himself or the fact that you could have also pinned this on Dre because they already know that the cops already know that Dre has a vendetta against Sax. So now that Dre is free, I mean, there's nothing that will stop. I think Sax is expendable. This is a character that 100% should get killed now because whether it's Dre or Tommy, uh, the character doesn't really need to survive anymore. He's, He's of no use to anybody. He can't go to the feds and get information. He can, of course, still talk to Blanco. And then in the end, she would have to decide whether or not she wants to save him. But she's already got him on the platter as the deal that she did with Dre. So I didn't really understand that. But I, I would have said, kill this character, take him out. And to go to what you said earlier, that will be their downfall, very much like it was the decision to leave Dre alive. Because Dre now has a reason to go after Ghost and Tommy because he can't trust them. Um, and, uh, and of course, Sax. So like I said earlier, if he runs into Sax again, that will be Sax's last scene. And then you'll see him on Power Confidential talking about, yes, it was great to be on the show. And um, the character is gone now. So hey, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show, how it ends. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else for this character to say. So in real life, they, this guy would have been taken out. He is a loose end. But again, they leave these characters alive because they want it to build to like this exciting finale conclusion where a lot of thick, a lot of craziness happens. That's totally fine. But no way in hell this character would still be alive if this was real life and not a TV show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 noticing a pattern with Ghost. Like he he's like a passive Grim Reaper because like whenever he lets someone go, they end up dead later. Like it's happened. Um, it happened with uh, Maria Suarez. Um, it happened to the person we're about to discuss later. Um, <laughs> And, you know, um, I, I, the only person who, you know, it might not have happened to is Dre because, you know, obviously he, he let him live um, earlier in the season to try and leverage him or whatever. Um, but, you know, Dre has nine lives anyway. So, you know, he's going to like Courtney Kemp loves him. He's going to stay alive till the end. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you like, laugh, but he may actually be right. You might be right, Gary. <laughs> But it, it just seems like, you know, anytime Ghost chooses to let someone live, they end up dead. So I'm wondering if Sax's time is actually running out and if, you know, he might end up dead within the next two episodes or something. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Um, but yeah, any more thoughts before we move on to Lakeisha and Tommy? The more, the more I think about it, this show is very much like New Jack City. Oh yeah. It's just the parallels are just right there. Oh yeah, <clears throat> they were definitely um, inspired by that. You know, a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of shows and movies actually were inspired by. This New is Jersey. the reboot. It's the reboot. We never knew we were watching. <laughs> Pretty much. No, you. You're 100% right, Dana, and and, and I was going to save this line for later, but we're going to get into this conversation soon anyway. Yes, it is like New Jack City, except for we can now have to say that Tasha is her girlfriend's keeper because of what happens later in the episode. I'm so kidding. I'm sorry. I'm so happy. I'm sorry. I can't hold it in. I'm so happy. (laughs) Okay, so let's get straight to 
Keisha and Tommy, you know, we're going to talk about them kind of together. So, um, so yeah, earlier on in the episode, you know, they're settling into the home and everything with Cash, you know, Cash is there. Um, and it seems like he's in a new school and everything. So, you know, they're, they're functioning like a, a family pretty much. And then later on, um, Tommy's mom turns up, you know, she visits the house and she's still hostile towards Lakeisha from, from earlier on in the season. But this time around, she actually tells her about Holly. Like she finally tells her what happened with Holly and that Tommy killed her. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys, you know, um, why do you think Keisha took this so well? Cause she, she, you know, she took it much better than I thought she would when she finally would learn the truth and everything but she just kind of shrugs it off and then kicks you know the mother out the house and everything so did did she take it like way too lightly like for what you was expecting um go ahead dana are you serious no because we saw later on in the episode when she was freaking out but she wasn't freaking out because of that though are you serious i'm gonna run away you'd never see me again i'm gone Please, but no. I, but okay. I thought like no. as soon as she heard it, like she would kind of have a panic no. attack. That that was basically like when she was, uh, you know, um, worried about it later on. That was because of everything else that occurred as well, like included. Here's the thing: I viewed it as this. You know, when you have oh, oh the the thing is, is that Tommy's mother never liked her to begin with, and she knew that. And now you have somebody who is always nitpicking and like, well, unlike the last girl, and this is what happened with the last girl. And I felt that she was using Holly's death as not a warning, but more of like, I can't stand you. I hope that he does to you what he did to Holly. And so you you have this thing where you have whether or not you're going to stand by your man or you're going to just flee and give in to the mother's wishes. I felt that she was standing up to the mother. And not necessarily so much of, well, I'm not going to end up like Holly type of situation. Mm. It was one of those monster-in-laws where she's doing everything that she can to get rid of you. Because you'll never be good enough for her son. And you have to, you know, the mother has to approve of you. And this was Keisha's way of saying, screw you, mom. I am going with the guy that I love and we're going to be together. Screw whatever he did in the past. So I viewed it more as that and not okay. so much as, you know, I don't care that he killed Holly because I'm not Holly thing. And it was really interesting because we saw kind of like a shift that kind of changed. And I don't think that this was on camera, which really kind of angered me. But remember how everyone, it was the whole, the whole foreshadowing of, of Holly. It was Keisha. I'm not sorry, not Keisha. Tasha saying this and the mother Tommy's mother saying this, you know, Holly, 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 to the point where we, I thought that this was going to be like, and Lakeisha goes on this Scooby-Doo adventure trip to find out what really happened to Holly. And we didn't get that. Instead, it just became this automatic, I'm going to stand by my man. I don't really care anymore. So I was slightly confused about why they didn't show that shift. And, and I thought that would have been really nice and a growth of the character, but I just felt that because of the mother and the constant nagging that maybe she just finally took that stance and was like, screw Holly. I don't know Holly. Holly's dead. This is me. It's, it's, a, it's a weird kind of way how they set that whole 
storyline up. But I see this more as, you know, the woman going against the mother-in-law. Or the mother. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, yeah, that's a... Uh... That's why we need you, Dana, because you give us that female insight. So that makes sense. So. Yay, ovaries! <laughs> All right, so Rich, did you have any thoughts on that? Oh, no. Um, I think Dana put everything together well as far as the explanation. Um, the only thing I would say is, uh, you know, uh, I, I do agree that it, it, it would have been great to get that scene, more scenes to show that. But I wasn't surprised that she would stand by Tommy because the the character is uh the character has been through a lot with Tommy this season, um, you know. So I think she understands that now she is in it, and I think obviously the fact that she now has a a house uh, per se that he got a house for her, um, I think that I think that was pretty much it right there for her to be like, okay, yeah, why well, I, I will stand by him because I see he is serious, you know. We you got us out of. The danger, or, or so she thinks, the, the, the dangers of, of living in the city. You know, you're out in, in an area that's somewhat secluded, so you know how serious he is about this. So I, I guess that they're saying, well, that's enough for her to validate and say, well, it doesn't matter what he done in the past. He's with me now, so this is a different situation. I'm a different person, and we work well together, so I'm, on, I'm just going to ride it out to the very end. So I guess, I guess that was her mindset. Yeah, that's all I had to add to that. All right, fair enough. Um, so then, you know, later on, uh, Keisha is in the car with Cash, her son, and she's pulled over by uh, Blanca, and you know, um, uh, yeah, she's pulled over by Blanca, and then you know, um, obviously the uh, social services put Cash in the back of the police car, and um, you know. Blanca then puts pressure on Keisha to cooperate if she wants her son released right there and then. Um, and she makes her actually sign, you know, a form to agree that she is going to cooperate and bring down Tommy and everything. Um, and obviously that came after, you know, Sax um, visited her earlier on in the episode and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, um, that scene happens. And then, you know, uh, Keisha actually makes Cash promise not to tell anyone about it, but as children do, he, you know, he does the opposite of what she says, and she tells Tommy exactly what happened, um, what, you know, about them being pulled over and everything, and he asks, you know, did he do the right thing in the situation, um, and, you know, uh, Tommy encourages him, says, yeah, you, you did the right thing, um, and then Tommy obviously confronts Keisha, you know, for keeping this from him, um, and he asked why she didn't tell him and everything. And that at that point is when, you know, Keisha brings up the fact that it's because she found out about Holly. And, you know, Tommy's like, okay, so you know about Holly, but you're still here. And then, you know, I guess in that moment, Tommy thinks, okay, she's really riding with me no matter what. Um, and that kind of, you know, makes him want to solidify the relationship even more. Um, so, you know, later on in the episode... Um, you know, um, we have Blanca, she, she, she calls Keisha, tells her that, you know, they're coming to pick her up for questioning and everything. And Keisha kind of wants to reject it and go against, you know, what she agreed before and everything. Um, but Blanca doesn't want to hear it. She continues to put pressure on her and says that they're coming to pick her up right away 
and everything but she tells you know blanca that you know she she has to pick up her son from from his uh basketball practice and everything um so she kind of delays that from happening and I, I guess during this time she makes the decision that she's just going to make a run for it um and you know she begins to pack her things to leave and everything and you know um during this time ghost has actually called tasha to let her know that you know the cops are are on them they're, they're trying to find out about Tariq. And, you know, obviously because he knows that um, Blanca brought up the Canaan thing, you know, that makes him think that maybe, um, you know, they have some connection to figure out what really happened the night of the, the Raymond uh, Jones killing and everything. So he tells Tasha that, you know, she has to go and talk to Lakeisha because Lakeisha is, you know, she's the one that gave the alibi and everything that night. Um, so, you know, she has to go talk to her because Lakeisha is already scared of ghosts and everything. So, you know, Tasha obviously agrees because, you know, that is her son that she's protecting. So, you know, she ends up going to visit Lakeisha. Um, and, you know, during this time, Tommy takes cash to, you know, buy an engagement ring. Because now he, you know, he decided he wants to officially tie the knot with Lakeisha and everything. He makes cash pick out the ring and everything. Um, and, you know, during this time, Tasha, Tasha shows up to the house. She sees the bags and she refuses to let Keisha leave. Um, and Lakeisha glances at her handbag, which has the gun inside. And then, you know, they kind of have a tussle and everything to, to get the gun. They have a, a, you know, a little fight and everything. And the gun actually goes off. And it turns out that Keisha is hit. And then, you know, Tasha has a moment where, you know, she, she realizes what's happened. She, she, I guess she weighs up the situation in her mind. She knows that, you know, Keisha is a risk right now. Um, and, you know, she apologizes. And then she finishes the job, kills Lakeisha. And, you know, she, she, uh, she proceeds to run from the house and everything. She takes all the, the documents with her to hide all evidence of, you know, why this happened, basically. And then later on, Tommy returns home with cash and, you know, he's preparing to propose and everything. But um, he he takes a step towards the door. He sees Lakeisha lying there, tells cash to to hold off. And, you know, he wants to go in alone and everything. And then he obviously sees the body there. And yeah, iconic scene right there. So, um, so many questions to ask you guys. So. Um, I'm trying to think what's the best question to start with here. Um, so, okay. So, are we all in agreement? Is everyone, you know, who saw this episode in agreement that Tommy automatically suspects Ghost here and that he now has a new chip on his shoulder and that it's now eye for eye, woman for woman because, you know, he killed Angela. Now Lakeisha's dead and I guess he thinks that this is Ghost payback, you know, for that. So, um... Is Tommy going to go full steam at Ghost from here on? Go ahead, Dana. To answer your question, absolutely. To further dive into your question, absolutely. <laughs> to further expand upon your question, oh, absolutely. This was so beautiful. This whole episode was so beautiful. That oh, yeah? storyline was, was so your, beautiful. This was your favorite episode? Yes. This this was my like crowning achievement in watching. This was just oh my god! You can't tell me, 
50 Cent doesn't listen to the fans. Because he really, really does. And I'm not saying that, that he just jumped up. I'm not saying he jumped up and randomly made this decision. I'm just saying that thank you. That's what I'm saying is thank you. Because, you know, we had the whole debacle with the Trey Song situation, and he automatically he fixed that. And finally he got around to fixing our complaints that we had about uh, Lala Anthony and that acting. He 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 did the thing. He really did, and I am forever appreciative of this man. Um, this was just beautiful. And can we just uh, just just to go back a little bit, a wee bit, little bit to to Tommy, because this was really a crowning achievement in his storyline arc. And he really the actor, who I don't know. He looked like a male Till Tilda Swinton. I don't know his name. And I, I don't mean that as a disrespect. I'm just, you, you know, you just play a character so much that that's just taught me to me. Anyway, his, the little things that he did with the acting. Now, this is saying a lot because this is not exactly a show known for its Oscar winning performances. But the little moments that he had with his acting, when he realized that Lakeisha didn't run. And that even though she found out about Holly, she was still there. He kind of made this face, uh, this realization face, and you saw both the insecurity that he had as a man and, and how he has been with women and to actually have a woman who was there by his side because we all knew his mother sucked. Holly didn't stay around on his side and we know what had happened to Holly. And that's very draining for someone. And to actually come to that realization that you have a ride or die right there, who that little moment that he had was just, I loved it so much. And that little moment was like a lot. You can actually see in his brain saying, this is the woman for me. This is the woman I want to marry. I see my, my, my future with this woman and this random kid that appeared in one episode. And, and the, yeah. The, the question is, though, say Lakeisha ran like she planned to, what would his reaction have been then? I'm hurt, but not in the form of how Holly hurt him. Hurt in the fact that she left him and this was another person that abandoned him, but maybe. Even though for a minute second, because remember, Tommy is a hothead. For a minute second, maybe in there somewhere, he he would have known that she did it because she would not turn on him. And this was not, I'm running because I'm afraid of you, or I'm running because I'm going to go tell the police everything. This is because I want to protect you. Remember when they had the conversation about the, the deed on the house, whose name was on the deed, and that he fully paid it off? And she came to that realization that, oh, my gosh, he's not trying to turn on me. And he came to that realization that she's not trying to turn on him. I think that if she would have fled, maybe somewhere they would have had that understanding. And maybe later on down the line, if Tommy did live, they would find each other again. Where Cash would be, I don't know. He would have just blown away and to whence he originally came from. Because I was slightly confused. Was she, was she taking Cash with him? Because I didn't even know about that part. I don't. I don't. I don't think that was fully thought out. But that—that's what I really appreciated by that one little moment. 
and that one scene. And here is the thing. I don't blame the downfall that Keisha got because she started it herself. When, um, what's her name? Tasha came at the door to go see her and saw that she packed and saw the whole letter and she became very angry, understandably. And she tried to talk to her and Keisha was not hearing it. Instead of saying, I'm not hearing it. I don't want to discuss it. This is my final decision. In the most, again, this adds up to again, the, the bad acting that is Lala, that eyeball scene that she did with the bag. Where she had like a full blown, the camera just stood at her, just stared at her eyes, and she was eyeing the bag so obviously. And and that's when they start the, the fight over the gun. This, I also think, is a moment for Tasha. Because in this moment, Tasha, she, she sucks. This, we, we all know this, this in general as a mother. She's terrible as a mother. But in this moment, it was, I don't care what I have to do. I will protect my son no matter what. Forget how I acted. What are we on? The previous five and a half seasons, this is the moment that I'm going to be a mother. And if it was not for Keisha, Keisha would have still been alive. Keisha has only Keisha to blame because in that bag was that gun. And we don't know whether or not she was going to just um, put her at, at gunpoint. And Keisha didn't know that either. And, and I don't know whether or not Tasha knew that either. So in this moment, she had to fight for her life. This was like, oh, na- oh snap, we are really no longer friends because you have this gun and you keep eyeballing this gun. And now we're reaching both for the gun, which means that you was going to kill me. If you're reaching back for a gun, that means you want the gun yourself to either kill me or to do some type of harm. In that split second, I don't think anyone is saying, oh, she's going to just point the gun at me and not really do anything. So in that moment, Tasha did what she had to do. And the gun went off accidentally, which was a shame. But that's when we had that, that pause and that break again with the character where she finally was like, you know what? I can either call the police or I can protect my son and not leave it up into the hands of fate because I don't know what Keisha's going to do because she's already on the run. I don't know what the full story is, but I'm going to protect my family. And even when Keisha said, cash, what about my son? I have cash. She said in that moment, screw your kids. I have to protect mine. And that I feel is the final second when Tasha became a mother. It took, it took a long time, but she became a mother. And that is kind of why I love all three of those characters in that scene. That whole plot I thought was just beautiful. And then when you go and, and you have Tommy who was so happy and was picking out the ring you know, she's not going to leave me. And you kind of saw that, vulner- that that vulnerability and that still that insecurity and in him being like a happy little boy when he realized, I finally have a woman who's not going to turn their back on me like my mom did and everyone else did. And he had that ring <clears throat> when he bought Cash in because Cash had the whole uh, thing of flowers, which was really pretty. And he was like, you know what, go back in the car. He knew that something was wrong. And even him, then that moment... 
He wanted to protect cash. Go in the car. Go go over there. I don't want you to see what I know is really going to happen. And she was dead. And you saw the engagement ring as corny and unoriginal as that whole setup was with the whole camera angles and everything. And the slow-mo and the dropping to the knees. <clears throat> that is when I felt that Tommy was going to do whatever he had to do to get back at uh, at Ghost. Because at that moment, I don't think that he knew that it was actually Tasha. But I don't think that anyone, whether it be Tasha, Tariq, or Ghost, is safe at this moment. So in that final scene, I just thought that it encapsulated everything that I hope the season is trying to go for. Mm. So that's the end of my rant. <laughs> You, you painted that so well, I have to say. Like, you painted that beautifully, you know, the significance of those scenes. And I agree, like, that was really a battle of two mothers, like, right there, like, you know. Um, so that's what really made that scene um, stronger. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Rich, what, what do you think? Like, was is, is Tommy going to go full steam at Ghost from here on? And also, you know, give your thoughts on the scene as well, if you haven't. Well, let me just start by saying that I cannot uh, beautifully describe that whole scene any better than how, how Dana just described it, because I agree 100% with everything she had to say. Um, it, I, I really appreciate the callback to the fact that, yes, uh, Keisha was the alibi when they had to talk about Tariq. And again, this once again, it shows, paints the, the, the portrait of the St. Patrick family, they are out for themselves. They have to do whatever they have to do to protect Tariq. But the funny thing about all of this is Tariq doesn't give a damn about any of his parents. So, uh, like I said, when the time comes that he is in a position of power and he turns against them, that is definitely going to happen. Uh, I feel that. Although I will be curious to see, because it's going to definitely be a gut punch to Tasha when it happens since she's working so closely with him. But to stay on the topic of this particular scene, yeah, I mean, this was an emotional uh, roller coaster, if you will, is the best way to describe it. Uh, it's just, to me, what what was so powerful about it to me is that, again, I didn't really care too much about Lala's character as Keisha. I knew the character was making some dumb decisions, but I have to applaud the writers for making me care about this character because you saw that this truly was tommy's ride or die chick the fact that she would stay with him no matter what even though that situation was not going to end well with the whole the feds if they did get a hold to keisha and they did try to get her to talk eventually i think she would have had to say something because again you're putting her son against tommy even though she says that she loves tommy you saw how she was so quick to respond when they was going to take away her son you know, and put him in child protective services. So to me, it's like eventually this was going to happen. But I will say this. This in my mindset now moving forward, I, I had said before when we started recording this this show of the season, um, I didn't understand the team ghost versus team Tommy thing. Yes, I understood that Tommy had killed his father. And again, he did that to protect ghosts but also to protect himself because we all know 
that even though Teresi had intended to tell the feds all the information about ghosts, they definitely were going to want Tommy also. And I think if Ghost was in a situation where he is in trouble, even though it may appear as though he may not say anything about Tommy, he is aligned with Tommy because he was using the club to clean his money. So I understand why Teresi had to be taken out, but I still didn't understand Team Tommy versus Team Ghost. After this episode, I am 100% on Team Tommy now because they took away his woman. Uh, obviously, now he can't trust any of them. And this whole thing about, as they showed in the preview of next week with Jason, you know, they had this plan for Jason, Tommy's response. Yep. Tommy knows definitely Ghost is behind this one way or another. He cannot trust Ghost. He cannot trust Tommy. Cannot trust Tariq. So now it's a very volatile situation. And this will not be a happy ending where everybody, you know, is able to go off and do their own little thing. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed behind this. Um, so it's just a matter of who is going to catch the bullet first. Because some, somebody, I definitely expect to see a lot of bloodshed in the next two episodes leading up to the midseason finale. But, um, I, 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 I was, yeah, I, I enjoyed how this played out from a storyline standpoint. And I have to say that when Tasha showed up to the house, I, you know, I knew this wasn't going to end well. I didn't know that she was going to kill her at that particular moment. But then when I saw that they had showed that Lakeisha had the gun in the bag early, I said, okay, yeah. So Lakeisha's not going to survive. And it just was surprising that Tasha was the one that did it. And not anyone else because of the fact that, you know, I, I was expecting Tommy to be the one to take out Lakeisha after he found out about what, you know, the whole thing with, with, with the police. But no, it, that was a nice little swerve that I have to give them credit for for throwing that in there. But uh, the Tasha character is very dangerous, very ruthless. Um, and she's going to pay the price for that. There's, there's no way in hell that any that all these characters are going to come out of, out of this after this incident, there's no way they all survive to the very end. At least I don't think. But we have to see how that pans out. And and just to piggyback on the, the final betrayal tagline thing, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily... We were so focused on Tommy and Ghost mm-hmm. that we didn't pay attention to the other characters being Tasha and Keisha than that final betrayal situation so i think the final betrayal encapsulates all of the characters and the whole team tommy and team ghost could just mean you know sides being taken not even though we're focusing on tommy and ghost and their movements just sides in general so the more i think about it the more i really appreciate that final scene Mm-hmm. yep yeah, so, like, what's interesting is, like, uh, I don't know how they're going to approach, you know, the whole Tommy coming at Ghost, but, like, if Ghost hears that Lakeisha ended up dead, you know, he knows that he was the one who sent Tasha to go see her, so he's going to know that it was probably Tasha, but um, I'm wondering if, because, you know, Tommy kind of has this uh, special bond with Tasha, where they meet up and smoke together and talk sometimes, so I'm wondering if Tommy might go to Tasha first. And I'm wondering if that happens, if Tasha is going to lie about it and, you know, uh, maybe hint that it was Ghost. 
and maybe that will be another betrayal that happens right there because she knows that you know tommy is obviously going to go for ghost if that happens um so it's it's going to be interesting to see how exactly this unfolds it can unfold in many different ways um another theory that i have is um you know because in this episode ghost was saying that he's come up with a place where they can take out jason right so like maybe um tommy plays along with that you know and they actually try to finally settle things with the jason situation and and tommy kind of plays it cool and then kind of you know sets up ghost as well while that's happening you know um there's so many different ways they could do it but um you guys like have I, any theories about that go ahead rich i just want to make a comment based on what you just said i could see tommy saying yes uh I, yes i agree to the plan ghost let's go to the place then he can just hang up on ghost call jason and tell him hey jason ghost is trying to set you up to kill you and then that puts ghost in in, in danger so um de- he's definitely not going to go along with that plan as we saw in the preview he says yes to, to ghost on the phone but there's no way he's going to to trust Ghost and go along with that plan. So I'll be curious to see. I, the only thing I, I don't want to find out, I, I don't want this to be a situation where Ghost, it, it takes until the end of the next episode or the beginning of the 10th episode for Ghost to find out, wait, so Tasha actually killed Lakeisha. <laughs> I, I don't want them to delay that. I hope they address that right as soon as they get in the next episode. So then it's like, okay, Ghost knows now that the situation with him and Tommy is unstable, and and but 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 I, I kind of feel like it, that's going to be like a, a night, like it's going to come up at the very last second still, because to give the impression that everything is cool, they agreed to this plan to take out Jason, they trust each other, so Ghost com- completely thinks everything is is fine with him and Tommy, but we'll see how they address that. But um, Tommy, again, and and this is why I love again how they did this because now you sympathize with tommy you can understand from his perspective why he he doesn't trust these he doesn't trust the saint patrick's and why he can why he definitely is going to have a vendetta against ghost and tasha but uh, again i I, i'm curious to see how they how they play that because they can go in so many different directions of how they do the storyline from here on out but uh as i said before it's not going to end well for uh any of those characters, and um, I'll be curious to see who who it is that Tommy kills next. Because obviously, Sax and Dre, they are expendable. They 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 have a time limit, uh, unless of course, as you said, Dre survives. You know, whatever. But I feel like I'll be very curious to see who Tommy has to take out next because it, it's going to come down to those people. So we'll see how it goes. Are you telling me you don't want another episode of the Super Friends now featuring Tasha? <laughs> well, 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 the, the thing the thing is this. I, 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 I definitely don't want to see that. Um, I'm curious who he knows, who, found, you know, how that information was found out exactly where, 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 where they are living now. Uh, did Tommy tell Tasha about this already? Um, I mean, yeah, that's that, going to be this... something... There's a lot of conveniences like that because, like, everyone knows where Sax lives, and suddenly everyone knows where Tommy lives, even though he just moved into the house. Like, it's it's a lot of conveniences. But but no, they, they, there was that something was, said. There was something no, said in this episode where Tasha yeah. said how she found out. She yeah, said ahead, that then. she went down to the daycare 
and that the one of the girls who was the stripper said that she couldn't stop talking about her new place. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Oh, okay, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. I figured that. Uh, so just making sure that that's clarified because the people who will listen to this show they will leave a comment and said, "Hey, they addressed this in the show." So hopefully y'all will still listening past this point to know that yes, it has been clarified. Yeah, they, but, they, um, they checked me. Everyone, don't worry, it's fine. So <laughs> they kept me in line. So no, yes. no, no need to leave, you know, the nasty comments. But carry on, Rich. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. But uh, it, it's not uh, – I just want to again say, yes, it was excellent acting by Joseph Sikora. Uh, You know, very curious to see what happens. And I definitely – like I said, I will be rooting for Tommy no matter what after this because nobody can be trusted. It's just I will hope the ghost character – like I said, comes to the realization sooner rather than later what happened and is ready to deal with that situation. But it's going to be something where, yes, they're going, it's, this is not going to end well for, for anybody involved. So let's see how they intend to play this out and definitely keep the tension going because, again, two episodes left to the midseason finale and then five episodes early into next year. So um, we'll see how they stretch this out and, and have it make, make sense. Right. So, so one more question here. Um, so, you know, obviously Keisha dying means um, the feds have one less witness now, you know, because mm-hmm. all these witnesses keep dying. So what's going to be their next move and who will they try to flip next? I mean, obviously, Dre is still out there um, and, you know, Blanca told him, you know, when I call you, you better pick up and everything. But um, it. Is it pretty much just Dre at this point, or do you think they'll try to flip somebody else? Like maybe even, you know, they might even uh, start to question some of these politicians, Tate or something. Like, who, like who are they going to go to next? Okay, oh, if, if we're really doing like a fantasy thing, the guy, the 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 the, the white guy that uh, Tate fired, the campaign manager, Derek. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. That 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 was hilarious. That was a funny scene, by the way. I, I enjoyed that also because Tate, Tate deserved that. He deserved that. That was a hoot. Um. Well, uh, so I one one uh, another point that I will add, uh, as far as who 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 they could try to flip besides uh, Derek. Um. Obviously, in the scene for next week, they did show Tommy talking with Blanco, and he's saying, "Oh yeah, Keisha would never say anything bad about me." I don't know if they would try to get Keisha to, I mean, Tommy to, to say, to snitch on something about ghosts. I don't know if they would do that. But what I do know is that in that same preview, they show Tate approach James and say, I know all about you, ghost. So I don't know. It, it, you know, Tate is going to be a problem as well now. And that's what they want you to think as a viewer. Well, because obviously Tate is not over what happened with with with, with, with Ghost. You know that they are they are a clear clearly rivals now. So it's, it's, it does it provides a lot of intrigue as to how they can tell this because anybody can turn on anybody. But if I had to make a guess, I would say that they definitely will try to go to Tate. They may you know the conversation with Tommy is going to lead somewhere, but. Ultimately, Tasha is also the, another one that that Blanco still very much is connected to and has been going after. So we'll see how they address this. But I'm pretty sure they're going to want to question Tasha next once they find out that Lakeisha's was, was, was killed. And then, of course, St. Patrick again, since 
they're all connected. And then, uh, and then Tommy. But we'll see how they decide to, to, to uh, tell that story. But what's really interesting is the fact that Tommy can't exactly run to the police with all the information because he yeah. ties directly to everything. Exactly. So that is the only thing that I think is keeping Tommy from being that kind of snitch character. T- Unless Tommy it's some will never weird... snitch. Like, he, he'll never, right. He's the one character who will never snitch. Right. Like, everyone so... else has a possibility. <laughs> That's just, yeah, that's just the weird thing about it. Like, I honestly don't know, aside from Tommy just going on a killing spree again with his, what, AK-47 or whatever gun that was. <laughs> he used to kill Proctor in the entire apartment. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, and, and, and one, one other point to make also um, is that we still have the other story thread of Lisa Marie's necklace that has the evidence oh, yeah. that can, that, 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 you know, and, and once Sachs or Blanco dis- discovers that information, then if you go to a Tommy or, or go to whoever, we got this on you. What, what are you going to do to try to protect yourself? Then, then I think at that point, one of the characters is going to have to question, okay, do I have to give information or am I willing to go down? I, I mean, that, that's a, that's a whole nother dynamic that they haven't really introduced yet. And you remember Proctor said to Tommy, this isn't over right before he got shot up. So it, that is another another element to this as well. So even if Tommy doesn't cooperate with the police, Tommy is in trouble regardless. So um, we'll see what they if, do with that. If that's the case, I see Tommy going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. <laughs> like full Scarface. Blown Scarface. Yeah, that whole thing. I, I, that's the only way I see him. I don't see him going to jail. I just can't. I see him scar-facing it. Because at this point, aside from getting revenge, what does he really have that, you know, he, I don't see him as being suicidal in, in like, I'm going to go hang myself. But what does he really have to, to, to live for? Yeah, nothing. Eh. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. I don't see him quitting the business and, and adopting cash and going to live off on a farm or in that house by himself. I just, I can't see that. He lives for the streets. And so it, it, I it, it, for the streets. And 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 and, 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 and that, that's also the same mentality that that Dre has. That he, uh, it's going to be hard for him to get away from this drug game. So, uh, yeah, it, it, this is. It, it sets things up where there's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see what happens with all these characters. Because, again, as I said when you started recording this show today, I haven't really been satisfied with what they have done with Dre. So I would imagine that if you're keeping the character alive, you have a grand plan as to what you're going to do with this character moving forward. So that question has to be answered as well as everything else with Tommy, Ghost, Tasha, Tariq, etc. So... It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Mm, indeed. Um, so I actually like read an article earlier today um, with a qu- quote from Courtney Kemp. And she was saying how, you know, um, episode 10 is going to be cray, like crazy. And, Uh-oh. Um, she's saying that, you know, the final five episodes kind of explain, you know, everything that happened in those episodes. And she said that, um, you know, um, episode 15 is going to be some of the best writing she's like ever done in a TV show ever. 
Um, so, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, how they do that. Like maybe this, the, you know, uh, the, this mid-season will end on a huge cliffhanger or something. And then we'll get to kind of like see a reflection of, of how that happened or something. And I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. But, you know, with that being said, I just, uh, you know, want to ask you guys, like we already kind of touched on some of the things we saw in the preview. But do you have any kind of, you know... um thoughts or you know speculation on on what you think is coming next you know in these final two episodes like what what are you expecting to see uh i guess i'll go first uh there's gonna be a lot of bloodshed you know uh probably uh you know somebody you know i i know it's earlier in the season when when ghost and tommy had an opportunity to, to really shoot up something they, there was a lot of of missed shots uh, so maybe they'll actually aim correctly and a lot of people will get killed in uh, the remaining two episodes. Um, one other thing I will add to to go along with that Courtney Kemp uh, a quote. I know they also said that the new show, the spinoff show, takes place, I believe, 48 hours after, fina- after the, the finale. So that makes me think, yep. now that you said that, that the 10th episode is going to be what actually happens and then the next five episodes, they're going, I guess they're going to explain how they got to that point. I, I'm guessing. And, and so it, that may be, I don't really know how they're going to tell that. But I'm very curious when she says it's the best writing. That's a, certainly a, a, lot, a lot of pressure to, to put on yourself. So uh, I, I want to see whether or not she is correct when she says that. But um, in regards to what's going to happen with the next episode, uh I mean, I think it's just more building of the tension. I don't really know if anything significant is going to happen as far as somebody getting killed. Obviously, the situation with Tariq and the teacher, they're going to dive more into that. Um, so I do expect to, to find out some deals about that. Uh, I do expect Tommy to find out who was behind uh, Keisha's murder, uh, although I think he already knows who was behind it. So that's going to escalate. And if I had to make a guess... They're going to have this whole thing with meeting Jason at the spot, but that's probably going to happen at the very end of the episode to lead right into the the, the, the mid-season finale in about two weeks, if I had to make a guess. But those are just my guesses as to what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Any thoughts on that, Dana? I, I look forward to um, uh, Power doing the spinoff to Breaking Bad in the next episodes. <laughs> Jeez, I hate that storyline so much. Um, but um, I, I just see a lot of people who should have died not die yet until probably the final episodes. And I just hope they just don't string us along and we keep thinking something something is going to happen and, and it doesn't. I just want them to get right to the point and to, you know, just handle it and stop giving us fuller episodes filler episodes i don't want that so and also courtney kemp and her quotations don't exactly mean anything to me because you know the way how she (laughs) described things previously there's the same woman who was like oh yeah angela's not dead right after the whole episode so i don't i don't i don't really trust anything that she's saying and it's wonderful that you have faith in yourself. And while the writing is improved, I, I would just wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> you know, what can I say? If you don't have confidence in yourself, who else is, is going to have it? Um, I just look forward, and that's a weird statement. 
for me to say. I look forward to see how this is all going to play out. They've really turned a really good, good episode out. So I hope that they keep it up. And next week's episode does look, we all know it's going to be a massive cliffhanger again. And maybe one person will die. And hopefully it's Trey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think someone has to die in like every episode at this point. Like, you know. Um... Yeah, at this point, everyone you just, you know. Someone dies, so this one will be Dre, the next episode, Saxton, and we just keep going down. Lawrence Tate finally comes and, and he, he's dead. <laughs> just, just, be, just be Tariq. He'll just be the only one that's still alive, and that's only because the fans and, hate him. And, 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 and one quick thing I will add, too, to go to what Dana said. In the <clears throat> effort to build up the tension... Uh, of how significant the mid-season finale is, I do expect some people to be getting busy in the next episode because I you got a you delay. Really just want to see that? You, oh, you oh, are the only one just really wanting to see that happen. Oh, 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 oh no! I think I think this is uh this this is expected. This happened in 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 New Jack City also. You know, you, the, you the, seem they... really disappointed <laughs> that you did not get this from like the the first episode of this sixth season. Oh no! It, it, it's it's totally gonna happen. They introduce these these <laughs> things. They introduce these other characters. You know, the, you know Tasha's boyfriend who has disappeared. Now we haven't seen him. He'll probably make a return. Uh, you know, yeah. This this is going this is going to happen before things really get really messy and people get killed. Uh, some of that's probably going to happen. Also, that's just my guess. <laughs> yeah, they they've been teasing the audience for so long that I think a lot of people. Are gonna end up being like sax in his living room, you know. Once these scenes start to happen, so. Uh. <laughs> and also, I'm really kind of concerned about the citizens who live in in Tommy's build, not Tommy, um, in Jamie's building. Every day, it just seems like the cops just go right to that apartment, and no one voices any kind of concern. Oh yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. You have that neighbor where the cops are always there. There's always stuff going down. Then it's randomly shot up, <laughs> and then there's more cops. It's like a never-ending cycle. Well, you know that you have a really funky type of neighbor. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, there's there's so much like history of deaths and uh, criminal activity surrounding ghosts at this point, like. It's just surprising that the cops can't prove anything still, you know, because, um, you know, it's like everyone around these people ends up dead or, you know, something happens to them. But, um, you know, it's TV. So, you know, we just have to take it for what it is, according to, you know, some of our listeners. So that's, that's <laughs> what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to suspend disbelief. And, um, you know, this was a great episode, I have to say. You know, I did enjoy it. I think they've been the, the writing did kind of. Um, you know, improve a lot in this later half of the season and everything. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen next in in these next two episodes, and then you know the the five that's coming next year. So, um, you know, um, with that being said, you know, we're going to end off for, for this episode, and you know, we will be back next week. You know, with more insight and more discussion about you know what happens in episode. Uh, nine of season six so you know i want to thank miss dana abercrombie for being here and i want to thank mr richard bailey 
um and you know um thank thanks to the audience thanks to everyone who listens supports the show leaves a comment you know likes the the video and everything on youtube you know um don't forget we're also on spotify um you can find it on you know the podcast app on on iphone as well you know and yeah pretty much everywhere you know so um thanks for all of your support and you know have a great day and a great week and you know we we will be back again so peace out everyone so